So just to let everybody out there know, our quick little update, uh, we got reached out to by Sage on Twitter to let us know that we were initially correct. Samara attends a prep school in the area, and she is a high school student, so whatever the Pretty Little Liars wiki says she's 24 is wrong. So anything that we say from this point forward about her being an adult, like, we already recorded it, so we can't go back and fix it. But this is our way of going back and fixing it. So, okay. Woohoo! All right. We ready? Yes. Yeah. One, two, a skiddly diddly doo. <laughs> no. More like SpongeBob. It sounds like um, Jonah from VeggieTales. Mm. Poor old Jonah. A doodly doo. Yeah. Did not get the point. Okay. Welcome to Podcast, a Pretty Little Liars podcast, where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars, one at a time, spoiler-free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. And Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing Season 2, Episode 2, The Goodbye Look. This episode was written by Joseph Doherty and directed by Norman Buckley. The Goodbye Look originally aired on June 21st, 2011. This is the one with the girls being forced to go their separate ways. Aria, Emily, Hannah, and Spencer need each other now more than ever. Last week, Addie's predictions included the friends are or the parents are gonna take the friend breakup more seriously. Ian <laughs> dead with eyes bulging out of his head. <laughs> and Ezra and Aria might break up for a bit. I think I lost that last one. Well, I don't know. They broke up for like an hour. That's a bit. You didn't like hard to find the amount of time. Yeah, but I thought it was maybe going to be longer than you thought it hard of an episode, like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, before they start messing on each other at the school. Yeah, she's still a child. Oh my god! When we get to that, I have so many notes. All right. Previously on Pretty Little Liars. If you love my sister, you won't do this. Is this some kind of joke? A picture is worth a thousand words. Deleted files. Friends can't be friends. Samara. Texas for a year. Mona's a bad friend. Jason's back. Dead man texting. So, and then we open up on this episode exactly where we left off on the last episode, which doesn't happen. And one of the best lines ever from Hannah. Zombies don't text. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty good. I whose whose greenhouse in, is this? I don't know, like, but it's super creepy. Do they ever specify like why girl why the girls have the access to this building? No, they no? just showed up there. Okay, they were just like, "We're here now." <laughs> yeah, and they never go back. I don't think. All the, like, windows and doors are slamming randomly, but, like, also seemingly very decisively. Like, someone is doing it, but, like, it's just a creepy old greenhouse as far as the show reveals. Yeah. Isn't it storming? That was the idea I had gotten. I don't recall it storming, but maybe. Like, it... Because it thunders later in the episode, so, like, maybe... It was windy or something. Yeah, like the before the storm moments. Also, all of their jammies are very cute. Always. Ugh, like, nobody they looks look that nice to go to sleep. Yeah, They all look so cute in their like, I mean, Arya's in just like plaid pants. And then they all have their like winter coats. Very cute. 
cute and cozy. Yeah, the fashion this season is much better. Not that Arya looked horrible last season, but this fashion has really upped itself. I don't know. One of my notes in here is that Spencer's belt looks like it's a back brace. Okay, Spencer's belt <laughs> over her sweater type thing. That was like, I had an issue there. But then I remember, that was, I think like, very Arya distinctive of the time. Arya wore that, I believe, last season a bit. There's a lot of belts over stuff. I oh yeah, the large belt, belt, the large belt over stuff that looks like a back brace. That was very, like, 2010. I feel like, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. we grew up in a great time. We, we did. did. Fashion was wonderful. Um, the one question I have about this first scene is like, why do they keep assuming that like? Ian's the one texting why don't they like somebody stole Ian's body like if they thought Ian was dead right that means somebody took the body why don't they like ever say like oh what if you know whoever took Ian's body also took his phone well they don't know that it's Ian's phone because it's a blocked number that's true too they don't even know that it's Ian's phone yeah but the the message that they he sent was like it's too dangerous, I can't tell you. And they took that to be, like, a concerned boyfriend, like, trying to protect Melissa. So they're like, it has to be Ian. I um, guess. They're just very, like, with no him. evidence. They're and very that's... dumb, I will repeat. Well, oh, yeah. They are dumb. They're very dumb. That's the sentiment of this podcast is 16-year-olds are dumb. Yeah, they are. So and then we after the greenhouse we cut to Jason throwing out all of the alley memorial stuff that Maya's parents kept, which I guess answers the question that Maya's parents apparently did move out. Yeah, they left. So maybe they maybe they moved to wherever they sent Maya to, the pray away the gay camp. I don't think they moved into the camp, but maybe in a town. But like nearby. the town nearby, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, wherever, whatever state she went to, or. I have a vague memory of them mentioning that they went back to California. Okay. But I don't know where that memory came from or how accurate it may or may not be. I mean, finding a dead body in your backyard could be stressful. But speaking as Californians and Miss Maya and her pot smoking, maybe they did go back to Cali. Maybe. Though, except at the time, it wasn't legal. But they could That's have true. definitely been smoking it there. That is true. You think the parents were smoking the marijuana? Who knows what the parents were doing? They were never around. There are so many parents that smoke pot. Maya didn't have parents. Maya had horrible parents. I guess technically still has, because I'm going to assume she's still alive. That's not a prediction. That's just a... That'd be silly if they I mean, like her over. parents, her parents went to pray away the gay, or sent her, her parents went to, her parents sent her to pray away the gay camp. So they're not like, they're not like attentive parents, you know, it was like, oh, Maya has a problem, send her somewhere instead of like talking to her. And I think. Again, I don't remember exactly, but didn't they send her away like this was this was like the last straw for her. This wasn't a like the first time she had messed up. So like we can't assume that they didn't try other things first. You should never send your kid to pray away the gay kids. Yeah. Let them be gay. That's yeah. <laughs> but that's I, the first sentiment. But like I don't know, I feel like for her parents to like not have been there. Ever, like in the background seen them. yeah for sure yeah well and like from like meta like meta gaming you know the show just didn't have the budget to cast parents but like they had a bunch of extras on set they could have just like had an extra like walk by in the background to make it look like a parent was there yeah or had the parent like had an extra stand there on the doorstep and wave like, yeah. While Emily walks Maya home from school, I don't know. Yeah, like they they could have they could have like given her parents. So it was like it just it feels like 
they weren't there. They, they're like Maya kept explaining that like her parents were gone and they're, they're like famous musicians or something or professional musicians. So they, their priorities definitely aren't their kid. You can kind of already tell that. And then they, they presume a problem with her. And so they send her somewhere to fix it instead of like talking, talking to her. The healthy parenting style. You know, there's attachment parenting and then there's detachment parenting, I guess. There should like, just be a like attachment, you know? No uh, no D, just attachment. Attachment parenting. <laughs> That's my style. Somewhere in the middle. Um, so speaking of detached parents, Hannah's dad's coming for a visit because she did a bad thing again. Oh, surprise, yeah. surprise. He shows up just yeah. to discipline her. Um, I like I like uh, Mama Marin's sentiment on life. Like life is just putting up with something. I do too. She's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel that way. Um, also, there. their coffee cups are very cute. I didn't notice them, but I believe neither did you. I. They they were like square at the bottom and then round at the top, so they had kind of like a fun shape. Oh, so fun! I like when mugs aren't the shape you think they should be. <laughs> Same. Um, I also liked when uh, Hannah's dad was there. Um, nope, the thought's gone. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad that Hannah, I mean, this is later, but that Hannah stood up for herself to dad. Yeah. Because dad yeah. really uh, doesn't. I don't like Hannah's dad, like, at all. No. No. And she but, and she says the right thing. She's like, "You're only here when I'm in trouble. Like, how is that supposed to make me feel? You know?" Yeah. Well, and like, I like the the "I don't trust you" comment too. Yeah. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me so. you told me I'd always be your daughter, and now you have a new one. Like. Yeah, and clearly he's he's not prioritizing Hannah in any way, except to show up when like. And I feel like he shows up when he thinks, yeah, like when he thinks Ashley can't handle it. It's not even like necessarily a comment on Hannah. It's like it, like it's almost like he doesn't think that her mom can be a a proper parent. Yeah, it's like he's like, oh, like I have to go take care of Hannah because if I don't, no one will. Yeah, like he doesn't want to, and he's just doing it because like he thinks it'll look bad on him if he doesn't. Right. So, and then um, at M's house, Pam is like laying down the law with the phone, which like feeds into Addie's prediction that the parents are going to be a little bit more strict on this, like actually separating them thing. Um, I did kind of like what Pam said, though. Um, when she was trying to explain to Emily that like it's not mean what they're doing, like like the parents aren't doing this to like spite their kids, you know, they're doing it because they think that this is the right thing to do for them. Yeah, and I they're concerned. More, I took it that she was speaking directly to Emily that what she's not doing or what she's doing to her isn't mean. But then when you look at the whole situation, she's trying to uproot Emily in the middle of trauma take her somewhere else and tell her by the way you can't be around any of your friends yeah i feel like so the therapist like wants the friends to not talk right but i also feel like as a therapist she should have like said something to pam about like maybe now's not the time to uproot your life i don't know if the therapist knows that i feel like besides spencer's mom she's the only one that met the therapist yeah, I don't know. Because Hannah's mom hasn't met her. Spencer's parents set it up. Yeah, well, I mean, and if we're assuming that they're still talking to the therapist, because the parents, like, want them to, I would think that, like, maybe Emily would have said something, but I don't know. 
Unless they're still not talking to the therapist when they're talking to the therapist. Which is true, yeah. We, we haven't seen any more therapy sessions. Um, but yeah, so Pam takes away Emily's phone when and she's Emily's in the house. The greatest thing. Pam says something about, like, you'll learn how to... to oh, like with a landline? When we only had one landline. And she goes, uh, are we going to start milking our own cows and you using kerosene lamps too? Yeah. <laughs> it got uh, me, man. But also, like, we were alive when there was such thing as only one landline. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until high school. So, like, even if these girls got cell phones in middle school, like, they were alive when, like, a landline was a thing. So it's just, it's funny how, like, dramatic it is. Well, it's... Yes, like, we had landlines when we were little, but, like, how often were we calling to chat with our friends when we were in elementary school? Oh, you would not believe every single day after school, my best friend and I, from like first grade to fourth grade, it was every day we talked Me on the too. phone. Me too. I was going to say, I was going to say, I had a best friend from first grade to fourth grade too that like, same deal every day after school. Addie, are we long lost best friend? <laughs> Yeah, we used to uh, chat every single day. I have yeah. no well, idea. Well, and then the only days that we wouldn't talk on the phone after school were the days that we were, like, at each other's house. And then we upgraded that once I hit, was it, seventh grade? We would IM and talk, so that way we could have a private AIM conversation. While so we were talking on the here. phone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so then... So Emily's freaking out because she's going to, it's going to just be like milking cows and using kerosene lamps. And then um, Pam mentions that they found a family to lease the house for a year. Timeline question. How long has it been since A erased the computer? Because I feel like it was at least 24 hours. And Emily's just noticing that her computer is sitting open on her desk, like, broken well it was it had a black screen on it initially like it was asleep but i mean like i don't know it just it feels weird that she hasn't touched her computer in 24 hours well she's like had a lot of shit going on i don't think she was like popping on to check facebook <laughs> they were facebook didn't exist Shotcast. actually that's it not true facebook was in like early facebook back when there was bumper stickers and pieces of flair um Holy shit that was so long ago <laughs> uh but i just i feel like a a, a full 24 hours is a long time to go without looking at your computer so and then she immediately calls spencer which is instantly breaking the rules that her mom just finished telling her about yeah but to be fair they were dumb rules so true and stupid rules i just think it's funny that like Pam's already not enforcing her own rules. Um, and then Melissa and Spencer in this episode are kind of nice together. Like, when their parents aren't around, they sometimes act like actual sisters. Yeah. I guess. So also, that baby sonogram doesn't make sense to me. Like... It looks like it's much earlier than Melissa is supposed to be pregnant. So it's like a... Do you think they just Googled baby sonogram and then printed one out? Either that or somebody on the staff that had a baby was like, oh yeah, here's a sonogram that I have. Yeah. And they like made a copy of it or something. I don't think Hmm. they were doing like much accuracy in that moment i highly doubt it how far along is she like four months five months eight months she's not eight months she's definitely not eight months she's probably like early second trimester so so probably right around the 20 week mark so maybe like halfway halfway pregnant Um, uh, so we find out that Fitz is leaving school on Friday 
And Aria and Fitz's conversation just made me type in all caps. Their relationship is so immature. <laughs> I really didn't like, like, I didn't like anything about Ezra this episode. But me neither. Who leaves a teaching job in the middle of the school year for anything other than like illness or pregnancy or something? Like, why would you just switch schools in the middle of the school year? I don't understand. Because well, he's like, dumb. Like well, the like, rest of them. What teaching job starts in the middle of the year? Like, he got a job at Hollis, right? So who left at Hollis to, like, open up a teaching job for him? Yeah, I just... The whole thing is kind of weird. Yes. Very bizarre. So, you know, I also, I remember, like, rooting for Arya and Fitz the first time around when I watched this. And now, like, everything that they do together, it's, I'm just like, ick. Yeah, I guess that's growing up. Yeah, I also, it didn't occur to me the first time that I watched this that Rosewood is full of, like, sexual predators. That's what I mean. Like, you're older and and more aware now. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's less romantic when you're the age of the older person in the relationship thinking about what it'd be like to date a 16 year old. No, it sounds awful. Yeah. Also, Mona is the most annoying. She goes, Hey, big a (laughs) the fake sincerity is just so bad. Like just be a dick. She is the worst. Mona, And she's stuck. And she's just trying to get Arya to, like, give her an in with Hannah. I do love, though, that Arya's like, don't you read the papers or watch the news? And Mona says no. <laughs> and then Arya... Which, uh, like, to be fair, that's up- a 16-year-old, like... I know, but then she literally <laughs> leads into... Uh, or, or what does Mona say? She goes oh, yeah, you lying to the cops. I'm like, oh, so you yeah. do read the paper and you do listen to the news because you wouldn't just randomly know about that. Without. Well, I mean, the whole town is talking about it, so it's possible she knows about it without... But no one likes Mona, and I really don't think Canola is going to be reading the news to her. <laughs> well, think about it, because no one likes her. Hannah's her only friend. Hannah won't talk to her right now. So, all around, Mona just lies. And she sucks. Yeah, Mona's kind of the worst. But now Mona knows that none of them can hang out, so she's got a leg up to manipulate Hannah. Yup. And Hannah's stupid and falls for it. Exactly. Um, Also, they're all being secret and whispery in the cafeteria, and, like, then they awkwardly... To each other in line, and yeah, still, like, and they're so close to each other. Yeah, like they're not even like standing in line. Like, oh, we all just happen to get in line next to each other at the same time. They're like standing on top of each other, being super obvious, and then they like awkwardly separate when they go to sit. I also think and- it's kind of dumb because who, like, at the school is going to enforce them not hanging out together? Yeah, unless like, Elle's call the therapist long-term subbing, but like, I doubt Ella's gonna like see them and like tell them to separate. She's not, yeah, she's not gonna be like, "Girls, split up right now!" in the middle of the cafeteria. She's not right. that horrid, right? So, and then uh, Hannah almost sits with Mona and then chooses to not eat her entire lunch instead of sitting with Mona, which is weird, but I mean, yeah, she's being dramatic. (laughs) Sitting with Mona would have been a disaster, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, she could have sat alone and still eaten her lunch. I just think it was so funny that she's like, instead of sitting with Mona or alone, I'm just going to take this one, like, carrot or whatever she pulls off the tray and storms out of the cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, the drama. Yes. And then they all get an A text that says, I, I thought win. it was clever. LOL. Did it say LOL? Me too. Did it say XOXO? No, it, it said XOXO. Oh, yeah. That's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah. 
Made me think of Gossip Girl. Yeah. And then Spencer's outside and Toby got a job and he's going to get his GED. And I'm so proud of him. Yeah. And he, he she wants him to name three reasons to stay in Rosewood. And he's just and like, he I can can't only think of one. Uh, so cheesy. Toby is an angel. What a good, what a good dude. So I forgot that Samara was played by the mermaid from H2O. Yes, that's what I know her from. I couldn't remember. Yeah, she's Emma. I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> she's Emma. Um, I just finished watching The Vampire Diaries, and she also plays a character in that show. And the girl that plays Cleo is in that one, too. So <gasps> Really? I love yeah. Cleo. So that was a that was a good show, H2O, the mermaid show. So my notes on um the Samara conversation are Emily, you should date the mermaid. Oh yeah. If the option is date a mermaid or don't date a mermaid, you have to do it. Date the mermaid. Exactly. Like, it's not a question. Exactly. And then the scout from Dan B. Yeah. That was he's in something. Yeah, I don't. I didn't look him up. I don't remember what he's in, but he does things. He's I like a dad. He's, he's like a dad on he's a in, Disney show. He's in Community, and he is the the Mister Potman when they take pottery, and Jeff hates him. Oh, he's the doctor. You're yeah, right. Dr. He's like Rich. his name's no? Rich. Yeah, I think. And Annie likes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. That's who he is. 100%. No, you're 100% right. And then Spencer uses Melissa being nice to her to try to, like, question her about Ian. And I'm like, dude, Spencer, stop being a dick. Like, Melissa's finally being nice to you. Yeah, but, like, she's still worried about her health. So she, like, I would still ask. Because it's for her safety, you know, to know what Melissa knows about Ian. Yeah, yeah, but like, I agree. But like, I don't know. I feel like um, maybe it wasn't the right moment. But yeah, I, I feel I, like I the timing was that. just off. Like, I feel like Melissa was justified in her irritation in that moment because, like, I think uh, I think the timing was just kind of bad. Uh, and then Hannah's dad is an ass. It's not a good cop, bad cop situation. You're no, all bad you stuck. Yeah, uh, he does. He's the worst. Uh, well, Actually, no, like... By- Byron's still the worst, but yeah. this episode but was... Hannah's dad's a solid second. He comes yep. in all, like, expecting Hannah to welcome him with open arms, and it's like, dude, the last time you showed up, you brought like a stepdaughter and a fiance. Stepmom, yeah. Like with like no with absolutely no notice. I liked Hannah's little like comeback to him that was like, uh, if something happens, what should I do? Should I just email you about it? Yep. She's not wrong. Dad doesn't want to be a dad. Yeah. Unless he gets to save the day. Exactly. Oh, and then uh, the mom, uh, Ashley, is like, do you want a glass of wine? And he goes, unless you want me to make you a martini. I'm like, you fucking left her. Yeah. Like, and you think that you can try being all smooth and whatever. Like, you take what she offers you with a thank you or you leave. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like he was trying to be smooth in a way that he does not deserve. Yeah, he's gross. 100%. He just wants all the credit without having to be a dad. Yeah. I was also really upset that he asked her if she liked the therapist. uh, And Hannah was just like, does it make a difference if I say no? And he was just like, "Mm." like, it definitely makes a difference if you don't like your therapist. It's not going to be a functional yeah, nothing's going to nothing's going to happen. Yeah, like if you don't like your therapist, you're not going to be able to like work through anything. So it definitely does make a difference if she doesn't like them, but like nobody's yeah. asking the girls if they like this therapist. I and also like, feel like 
they're like the parents are expecting the girls to not like the therapist because the therapist is the reason that they're not allowed to like hang out yeah but, but like there like could be other reasons to not like the therapist you know? I also I also feel like if there's a if a therapist is suggesting a treatment option that like doesn't work for you like that may also be a reason to find another therapist like a valid reason to not like a therapist it's true you know like they maybe they maybe they are biased in the sense that like they all don't like the therapist specifically because um she suggested they can't be friends but like if them not being friends is making the situation worse then I bet you a therapist could find a success like another therapist could find a successful solution using a different treatment like it's not yeah. a one-size-fits-all profession it is not even a one-size-fits-most profession you know yeah. everyone is different and is gonna heal differently exactly so and then uh, Pam tells Emily that someone stole some stuff from their garage, a camping stove, some outdoor wintry gear. Emily like justifiably freaks out. Yeah, someone's in their home. Yeah, and Pam doesn't know that whoever was in the house erased the computer. Right. Yeah, I definitely I wouldn't tell my mom that. that. So, like, it seemed, it, like, I think in Pam's eyes, maybe it seems like Emily's overreacting because, like, whatever, it's just some camping gear out of the garage. But, like, we have the knowledge and Emily has the knowledge that, like. I don't know. Mom seemed pretty upset by it. Bringing up. I don't know. That there were break-ins. She, Mom didn't seem too calm, especially because she was asking Emily if she took the stuff or saw where it went. Because the locker was open and then brought up someone else's house had been broken into. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, like, Emily was like, oh my god, somebody broke in, blah, blah, blah. And Pam's like, yeah, okay, like, I'm gonna go call the cops. Like, it, it just, it seemed like Pam was like, okay, cool, like, don't freak out so hard. I don't know. Pam seemed much more chill to me than Emily did. About someone, like, breaking into their garage. I guess I kind of thought that they they both didn't seem terribly worked up about it. It just it was it like was very matter of factly. Yeah, like it. you know how like if uh if somebody comes in and you're like doing something and they like startle you, that's kind of what it felt like to em like for me to Emily is like Pam came in and was like somebody broke into the garage and Emily was like huh what I wasn't doing anything. Okay. Like that, like that kind of a like an on edge reaction, rather than like, um, just being like, "Oh, somebody broke into the garage. That sucks." Because Pam seemed very matter of fact about it. Like she didn't seem like frazzled or anything. That comes with being a mom. I guess mm. maybe I don't know. Yeah, you gotta put on a brave face for your kids or whatever. Mm, that's fair. I thought that when Spencer went over to Jason's, that was dumb. Agreed. Very dumb. He's I don't like that so fucking creepy. Brownies. Like, why? Why? Why do you have to go over there, Spencer? Yeah, she's so nosy. Like that, well, and that I think that's part of the thing too that made me so mad about her poking Melissa, like with all the Ian questions. Like, whatever Melissa answers, whether she answers or not, like, what are you gonna do about it? First off, second off, like, the more you guys stick your nose like where it doesn't belong, the worse things get. Like, they've never, they've never found an answer, and then like things have gotten better. <laughs> The more they keep digging, the, like, worse it gets for them. Yeah, the more they're going to upset the people who are trying to hurt them. To the point where Ian tried to throw her off a bell tower. Yeah. Like. I keep forgetting that, but that's definitely a thing that happened. Like, she straight up almost got murdered, like, two episodes ago at this point. 
So also something is buried in the yard that the dog is very interested in. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's that uh I thought you were talking about Draven for a moment and I was just like, okay, <laughs> why are you telling us also how do you know that you're in the garage? <laughs> yeah. Um the the weird stray dog, not my dog. <laughs> yeah. And I mean Draven could be interested in something in the yard, I'm not sure. We like to leave him to his private business. But yeah, Jason got so upset at that dog so fast. He's definitely maybe hiding something in there. We yeah. don't actually remember. Also, Jason or has Allison. like creepy. <laughs> Allison's buried in a different part of the yard. Or no, well, I meant all of her, where she was like, "I have a million hiding spots in the house and outside. Oh. Everything oh, like that maybe I have she stays hidden. When maybe I hide she buried something. something. It stays hid. That's why your secrets are safe." Dude, she said. She said, "Um, it it stays hidden until I want it found." Yeah, and that's why your secrets are safe with me. I was like. But bitch, you straight up just said that you would like tell their secrets if it suited you. Yeah. It stays hidden until Allie feels it needs to come out. Like, oh, she's so toxic. Um, I also did get really mad at Spencer. Jason was like straight up asking her, yes or no, did Ian use the words, I killed Allie? And Spencer keeps like, well, not exactly. He, like, kind of said it. Like, bitch, just yes or no. And the answer is no. Like, he didn't use those words. He didn't. So and the words he did use, like, I guess in the heat of the moment maybe sounded like he killed her. But, like, that wouldn't have been my first thought. No, but they also, like, that's what they wanted to hear. Yeah, that's what I so, Like, I think because of the emotions that were running, that's what they were, like, that it, they assumed that was obviously what he meant. But that wouldn't have been my first thought as a bystander. Yeah. So, and then the alley flashback proves once again that she's the literal worst. Yeah, I think that's the most she's ever talked in a memory. Wait, Addie. Yes. Who do you hate more, Mona or Allie? Mona, because I see her more. Fair enough. Carry on. (laughs) Yeah, definitely Mona. She's the worst. She is Um, rough. She's she's a rough one. I did like when uh, Toby unfortunately got let go. I did comment. I was like, that is the cleanest construction crew I have ever ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> I have a similar thought. For no one would be very attractive doing manual he, labor. He looks well, I mean, he just took an envelope. He didn't do much. Well, I, he was like moving <laughs> stuff around on the truck when Spencer pulled up. But he looks like a young Dennis from It's Always Sunny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I when like Keegan first- Allen. He's just very cute. When you first sent that message, Addy, I thought you meant like he was behaving. Oh no! And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh no! What do you mean?" Like I was so freaked out, and then I realized like what you meant, and I was I felt better about it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he just looks like him. It also, was like he aged up like five years this episode. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's got he he's a little, a little old. It's okay. Yeah. But also, Toby's a goddamn angel. How dare they, like, fire him from a job? That's so rude. It's a small town. People talk. And yeah. if, oh, it's, they it, aren't going to do... If they aren't going to get paid, sense. they're going to yeah. buy him oh, out to leave. A hundred percent. It makes total sense. It's just rude. And, like, Spencer is so cute. Like, I'll fight. <laughs> like, let me punch somebody. I got this. They can't do that. Rah, rah, rah. I wouldn't want to fight, fight Spencer. No. She's kind of small. I would I'd I feel like probably she, take her. She's like the kind I of person. I feel like she would like stab you in the eye. Yeah. With with the Swiss army knife she has in her pocket. And then like you'd be blind and then she would run away. And 
I wouldn't yeah, I feel like she'd she'd like hit you where you least expect it. Yeah, she would do some like quick thinking nonsense. I don't see her as the type to have a Swiss Army knife though. Really? Because if she had one, she would have grabbed it when in last episode when well, she thought I mean, someone was breaking in. She went for the bigger knife. True. When you're in a kitchen with giant knives, I wouldn't necessarily pull out my Swiss Army knife. I don't Plus, think like, she would carry one. Do you carry your Swiss Army knife around your own home in the middle of the night? No, mine's in my purse. I'm going to ask Corey. Corey, when you had your Swiss Army knife, did you carry it around everywhere with you, including in the house? Yes. Yes. You'd carry that around. <laughs> I'm just saying. Every I don't know. Mine, I... Mine's in my purse. Everyone I know who's yeah. had one carries them around on them. But I'm also a woman and I don't have pockets because the pocket industry sucks. Because fashion is the, the worst. The pants industry sucks. I don't know. Pocketconspiracytheories.com. Look me up. <laughs> because if we have pockets, we wouldn't buy purses. I know. It's, so, it's the worst but most vicious cycle. All right, so the other thing I thought was really dumb with this whole Toby getting laid off is that they could have very easily just given that video to the cops of Jenna framing Toby for sexual assault and harassment. Like, they could have done that, and Spencer could have saved Toby's job. Like, there's so much they could do, but they don't because yeah, they're well, stupid. And they, like, in their mind, it's all or nothing. So, like, they they could have just given the one video. Yeah, or yeah, that's but, what I was saying. Like, they but, like, in their the mind, one. in their mind, it's like, well, if we give the one video, we have to give them all. It's like, no, you, like, two different cases. Yeah. Nobody would have, nobody would have bothered to, like, ask any more questions. Unless they were worried that, like, Jenna would say something like if somehow Jenna knew about the other videos maybe I don't know well I mean also I guess in in kind of the girl's defense not that they deserve defending in this situation but like if they um spoke out against Jenna then Jenna could tell the truth about why she's blind Yep. So, I guess there's a little bit of a thing. But also... And I'm sure Toby would cover for that, though. Because that's all been dealt with. Yeah. Like... That's true. And also, Jenna's word at that point really wouldn't make any sense. Or no one would believe her. Plus, it would give Toby more of a motive as to why he did that. That's true. Because she's been banging her brother. Yeah. So then Fitz makes Arya wait alone in his apartment forever. Um, and she Yeah, and she calls Spencer a... because Spencer's the master of time. Yeah, I thought that was freaking so love when she asked Spencer for help and Spencer's like, gotta go, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's really I think it's really cute that Arya called Spencer for help. Like, how long do I wait? And Spencer's just like, why would you, like, what do you mean? I have no idea. And Arya's just like, you always know exactly how long to do things. Or not do things, or whatever. Yeah. So, and then Hannah is ignoring Mona's phone calls, and Dad comes in and is being a dick again. Um, I feel like we've kind of talked through the whole Hannah. Yeah. E plot pretty much there's not much there's not much else and then um you get like a weird like montage of locations in Fitz's apartment while Arya's like like uh, you get like close-ups of like random things in Fitz's apartment while Arya's like waiting for him to come I really liked that the moment I had the thought like I was watching that and the moment that I thought to myself Oh, Arya, I just want you to leave this apartment so flippin' bad was the moment that, like, it cut to her little note on the typewriter being like, sorry, lol, bye. Yeah. Yes, you go, girl. I I also think her breakup letter was very cute. Like, like, 
her leaving like a breakup letter in a cute place like on his typewriter she hand wrote it and then like fed it into the typewriter instead of just like leaving a sticky note on the door as she left or something yeah I think it shows that like she cared about him and she like really had wanted it to work out yeah so officially starts the clock of Addie's them breaking up for a little bit (laughs) for like two seconds um, it's a full 24 hours, isn't it? Wasn't it a Sunday? I don't think so because um, Fitz's last day was on a Friday. Yeah. And like, I thought that they, this so maybe the night, the day before that. Right, but this is like nighttime before that, and they get back together after school, so it's like not quite a full 24 hours. You're right. Just about. Yeah. Also, I do find it a little weird that, so they're like, okay, girls, you can't be around your friends, so Arya stays super late out, and none of the parents are wondering where she is. Like, who else does she hang out with? Like, what is she going to say? Yeah, I'm just she can't say. My teacher, yeah. so I could bone him. Like, I was hanging, I was hanging out at. He didn't place. show up. I got um, stood up on a date with who? Like, <laughs> um, M's, M's date with uh, Samara. Yeah, with Samara is very cute. Yeah, I, I like that they talked about, about Samara, their, but like, I do like her. I yeah. like that they talked about their Mayas together. Yeah, that was sweet. I like mm-hmm. that she says, um, what does she say? Oh, everyone has a Maya if they're lucky. Like, yeah. that was so nice. I also really like the way that she described, like, just the, the like, wording choice of how she described their, like, interaction. It was She was like, three seats up, two rows over, and she always wore her hair up. And so I would, like, stare at her neck. And then we had a study day. And Emily's like, what happened? And she's like, and she let her hair down. Innuendo. And it just, it was like, because, like, she starts that whole statement by, like, I don't kiss and tell. So I just, I thought it was very clever. Yeah, it was. And cute. It felt a little scripted, but, like, there was cute intent behind it. Yes. Like, I don't know if a normal person would talk like that. You're right. Yeah. But also, depending on how long it's been since, like, um, Samara has, like, been with that girl. Like, maybe it's one of those things where, like, if you tell a story enough, you start to, like, have a way that you tell it. Yeah, but the way it was presented didn't feel like a story that she told a lot. Do you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah, because I don't think too many people in Rosewood are going to be asking Asking her about about it or giving her an opportunity to talk about it without being super rude and judgmental. Yeah. That's true. Um, And then Hannah shows up at the Apple Rose Grill to see Mona and they talk about Canole for like a second. She says bad boy Fred and it makes me She says he's a major get. Like, ew. Noel is not any kind of get, let alone major. Mona just sucks. Especially when she's like, do you forgive me, Hannah? No one ever forgives me. I'm like, no one forgives you, Mona, because you're a horrible person. Yes. Exactly. Um, my note was uh, Mona's a bad friend don't forget about it stop talking to her Hannah run Janelle Parrish is pretty cute though <laughs> cause she's like she's sitting there all sad and desperate and she just has like these really adorable eyes but like Mona's awful she is um, and then Spencer and Toby are very cute together Looking down, except on the he town. was sitting so awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. No, they were cute. I'm happy for them. Spencer's finally acting like a human and not a robot. Yeah. 
And they're talking about how the town is not a monster, but there's monsters, and they don't trust the police. They shouldn't trust the police. The police yeah. have done nothing to help the, these children. And then Why I speak- do the other police while I take you to the station? Don't tell yeah. them about Ugh. the blackmail. Cover my ass for breaking the law. Ugh, the police in Rosewood are the worst. Also, we haven't seen Wilden in a long time, which I really appreciate. You're right. Honestly, forgot about him. It was a really nice moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been gone for a really long time. Yeah. It's because he's been it's... getting more Mona, so they, like, can't afford both, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I don't know. I'd rather have Mona than Wilden for sure. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing at least janelle parish is cute well done was cute mm. i don't know how okay. i feel about well done. both very valid points you bring to the table my <laughs> friend. um and then someone broke into spencer's house and so aria chooses to compromise evidence by like opening the same door that the person that broke in open i mean like there could have been fingerprints that now aria has ruined and then she steps all over the glass yeah she's she's bad at at crime and understanding her in her mind the thought is like she's worried about spencer in there and she sees this one broke in like yeah I would. I hope that if you guys came to my house and the door was broken into, you would run in to find me instead of like delicately, like stepping over the broken glass. You know, I'm running in to try find and, you guys. I would try and find another entrance. Really? All running. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm running in immediately. Shoom. I wouldn't want to mess up any of that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I watch too many crime shows. I wouldn't want to compromise evidence. You kids and your evidence. Well, if I want to capture the person that murdered you, that's the first step. (laughs) Um, But then Arya gets shoved into the side table or whatever it is, the entryway table, and it was very scary. Imagine having to go to a commercial break, not knowing whether Arya was okay or not. The drama. We have to go on a season break or a se- whatever. Oh, the I- mid-season finale when Hannah got hit by the car? Yeah, we had to wait months. Yeah. Outrageous. Such drama. Um, also, I think it's it's funny that they, like, finally assume that someone else is causing the problem. Like, they, they keep assuming everything's A, and then they're finally are like, oh, well, maybe it's Ian, too. Like, this doesn't have to be A. Yeah, like, it, Ian breaking into all the houses makes so much sense. Yeah, well, and then Ian breaking in to, like, try it. He already tried to kill Spencer once. True. Like, why wouldn't he try it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then we find out, I don't know if we talked about it, but um, Emily uh, got talked to by the scout and then told her mom, and her mom mentioned that maybe they won't move then, mm-hmm. um, but now the scout is saying he can't, like, promise anything, which is totally fair and makes sense. And that's what he said initially. Like yeah. The first is like we're interested like you're we're interested you're a great candidate like not you have this right right so but like i can also understand why emily's clinging desperately to any hope that maybe she can stay in rosewood so and then fitz's last day is sad and rainy of course it is and he makes the creepiest speech like it hurt to watch him talk yes sorry and she made it or he made it very obvious that he was talking about her he's so gross he was standing so close to her yeah like i okay i remember having a teacher in college 
that was this way with like a student. And I remember thinking it was like weird and creepy then. And we were all adults. Yeah. So yeah, Fitz is creepy and gross. And uh, and then Arya goes and sits sad and alone in the cafeteria for like who knows how long. It was like a like a time lapse montage of Arya just being sad and alone again. And then she runs to Fitz's room and he's not there. And then the sun comes out. And then the sun comes out. She she pounces on him in the parking lot. She's so dramatic as though like she doesn't know where he lives. Or where he's going. Or whether she doesn't have a cell phone number. Yeah. Sixteen year olds, man. What a time. What a time. But like are they seventeen yet? I don't think so. No, no one's had a birthday. We haven't we haven't actively celebrated a birthday. But like what do they think they're doing making out in the parking lot? Like just because today was his last day and they're he's not her teacher anymore doesn't mean that A, she's not still a minor and he can't still get in trouble. And B, like them making out in the parking lot like that basically just telegraphs the fact that they have been dating this whole time. Yeah. They're so dumb. They're both so dumb. I agree. Um, and then we go to Melissa doing shady shit. So her raincoat's wet and the sonogram is in her pocket. So where did she take the sonogram? And now we're back in the greenhouse talking about where Melissa took the sonogram that Spencer stole, which like, why did she need to steal it to show the girls? Yeah. You can just and say like, there's a sonogram. And it was in her wet raincoat pocket. Like, she didn't bring the wet raincoat to show them. But also, like, if Melissa goes looking for the sonogram, it's going to be missing. Yeah. I know that Spencer was digging around. So, and now they've all just committed again to continue lying. That's the name of the game. Um, And Jason is about as creepy as Allie is shitty. Maybe creepier. Jason's creepier than Allie is shitty? Yeah, I think so. That's a fair that's a fair measure. He really gives me the willies. Um, like, <laughs> he just freaks me out. Yeah. He's he's cute though. Yeah. But he's creepy. But so is Allie, so you can't use that to like That's true. The De Laurentis have issues. Especially with throwing stuff at that dog. Yeah. And then A is petting the dog and LJ goes like I was watching it, the episode in the living room and he goes, oh my God, don't kill the dog. And I was like, they're not going to kill the dog. This was on ABC Family. And he goes, oh yeah, for a second I thought I was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Addie was worried about the dog dying as well. I assured her that I'm 90% sure <laughs> the dogs are harmed. Like I'm <laughs> just a, a, a spoiler, you guys horrible get. stuff. A did squish that. A squished that rat named Spencer, so. Yeah, but that was a rat. <laughs> Still an animal. But I don't, like, I, I want to say that. Rats didn't get hurt. I promise dogs don't get hurt. Yeah, I want to say that the dog may not even come back. Like, it was used for this moment and nothing else. So, the dog is safe. Let's hope. It was a cute dog. It was very cute dog. Yeah. So, and then I think that's I like, all I have for this episode. I have a few more notes. I like the, uh, what Jason said when they asked him, like, why they, he was building a fence. He was like, lots of nosy people in this world, one way or another. People are going to mind their own business. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, like, just creepy enough, and it made me really happy. Um, yeah, he's kind of a weird, weird dramatic dude. He is. Jason. Very. The whole town the whole town of Rosewood is just a weird dramatic dude. I think I think that's their town slogan, isn't it? Welcome to Rosewood. We're a weird dude. <laughs> if if it's not, it should be. <laughs> I'll email the 
the welcoming committee and I'll let them know to make their changes. Dear Mayor of Rosewood and Town Council. <laughs> um, the only other thing I had is when Emily was explaining to Spencer about the videos being deleted, Spencer was like, oh, they, uh, of, like, of course a, like, are you saying that a, <laughs> what did she say? I know what you're gonna say. Oh, you, uh, Spencer said something along the lines of, like, of course a did that. No, she said, I think she said, of course they did. Yeah. About A breaking in and Addie goes, of course they did. <laughs> like PHA. Yeah. And it made me yeah. mad. You're laughing now. Made you mad then. Yeah, so it's made me laugh now. But in the moment, I was angry. <laughs> Queen of comedy. Thank you, thank you. Yes, of course they did. <sighs> But, yeah, that's all I've got for this one. So what are your predictions, Addie? still have mm. some hot, but I don't know what that refers to. What? I have a note that says we still have the pot. Oh, um, they were talking about they were talking about dad being a dick and oh. um how last time he, he brought he brought a daughter and a stepmom. Like, what's he going to bring this time? And the, and Ashley goes, well, he did send you that lovely plant when you got hit by the car. And Hannah's like, yeah, but it died. I and love, like, if your daughter is in the hospital, you just, send, a just send flowers. You don't visit or anything. Not even, not even flowers. He just sent a plant. <laughs> Here's a plant. It gives her yeah. oxygen so that she can, like... Heal faster. Sure. Or he thought it would be a pass, so he wouldn't have to go visit her in the hospital. A hundred percent. That's so. I, but then, so then Ashley was like, "Oh, but you still have the pot." <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, uh, what were Addie's predictions throughout the episode? Uh, no, no big predictions. Not that too Maya's much happened not this week. Yeah, that Maya is still alive. That's all I got. She didn't <laughs> die off screen somewhere. I mean, that would have been really. That would be stupid if they randomly killed her. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um. So next week is season two, episode three. My name is Trouble. Real fast before you share what your predictions are going to be for this. Addie, <laughs> my childhood best friends, their dad has called me Trouble Trumbauer my entire life. So when I read my name is Trouble, and I was like, that's me. My name is Trouble. Okay. <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> carry on. So the, the prediction for next week's episode is that it's all about Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. That works. It'd be funny if they introduced a random character named Kelly. <sighs> Maybe they do. Maybe it's actually me. You know, that would have been entertaining. That would actually be incredible if I was actually the star of Pretty Little Liars and we've made it through <laughs> an entire season of this podcast and you have no idea that I'm on the show. Kelly, Kelly is so a impressed the whole time. Honestly. Kelly. Kelly. Oh, man, I wish this was true now. Be oh, so good. No spoilers. Hey, you're right. It might still be true. Who knows? Yeah, this podcast is spoiler free. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't really have any predictions for next week, so. The girls oh. are going to get in trouble. Okay. Aren't they always? But I don't know who. I assume all of them. I don't know. Do you think just one? Do you think... Or like, it'll split it up. <gasps> like, two will get in trouble, and then two will be doing normal stuff. And I then two will like break them out of jail. 
Oh my god, did exactly. this become a heist movie? <laughs> the next six seasons are just a straight up heist. That's all the secrets we can share today. For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at APLL Podcast. Or you can send us an email at a pretty little liars podcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And a thank you to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until next time, bitches. bitches.